London Symphony Orchestra, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, throwback. Feeling a little moody today. The moody blues. They don't make songs like that anymore. They don't make music like that anymore. Very difficult to find. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Living With Intention, where we're trying to just fill your day with energy, with love, with passion, with tools that could better serve you for your life and your future endeavors. All right, today, I was feeling a little moody. All right, if you guys, I know many of you, Hopefully, probably listening, know this band, the Moody Blues, uh, with the very famous London Symphony. Uh, they're actually known worldwide for their orchestra, their music. And they made me feel a little moody today because we have Priyanka Chopra. She's, uh, I- I'm in love. I'm in love with her. Uh, I saw her in Quantico. Which is like a hit Netflix hit film, I guess now. And she's not only is she beautiful, but you know she's just a powerful, powerful public figure. A human, she's human. I hope she's human. She she better be. Uh, but no, I uh, I very much am fond of her and her work because at a young age she's able to just. Uh, Kind of be that public figure, that role model for young men and women all over the country. She's done so much at a young age, outside of her acting career, and she gets she brings us some very powerful words today in terms of uh, being grateful, in terms of not only determination but also valuing morals as a man and as a woman. She brings forth. The perspective in the different generations and how we have undervalued women. How we have undervalued women in society, socially, financially, physically. Men, we haven't been doing a very good job of it. And I want to say that is our fault. We had to start taking responsibility. A lot of that has to do with uh, our background. We might see women as housewives. We might see women as not being a powerful figure, powerful figure, so to speak, or a CEO. Or we still need, we're still looking for the first uh, women as president. But they're they're moving up in the world, and that's what she's kind of bringing to our perspective, to our mind that it doesn't have to be the way it is. And it takes a lot of strength from a men's perspective to realize that. Listen, baby, listen, sweetie, you could do that. You could do it. Why not? You know, kind of working side by side instead of from a bird's eye point of view, if that makes any sense. So I could listen to this lady speak all day. So that's what we're going to do right now. She brings forth her perspective, the perspective in women being powerful. And her childhood. So, without further ado, my future wife, Priyanka Chopra. Hello, 
So in life, you know, there are moments when you stop and ask yourself, how did I get here? Like, why am I standing here? Well, this is definitely one of those moments for me. And I find myself going back to the beginning, back to my roots. I was born to incredible parents, amazing parents who served as doctors in the Indian Army. I was the first born. And as far back as I can remember, I made my parents very proud and happy 99% of the time. Okay, slight exaggerations of personal achievements are allowed from time to time, don't you think? <laughs> my brother was born a few years later, and even then, nothing changed for me. We were both given equal opportunities, and I want to emphasize this. I want to really emphasize this for you because I don't think a lot of people might understand that being equal might seem very normal, but where I come from, India, and a lot of developing countries around the world, more often than not, this is an exception. It's actually a privilege. My first experience of the glaring disparity between boys and girls came at a very, very young age. I grew up in a middle-class family with extremely philanthropic parents who constantly reminded me and my brother how lucky we were and how giving back to those who were less fortunate was not a choice. It was a way of life. Simple. I was seven or eight years old when um, my parents started taking me on these visits in a traveling clinic to developing communities around and villages around the city that we lived in called Bareilly. We were packed into this ambulance and would, my parents would provide free medical care to people who couldn't afford it. My job at the age of eight was assistant pharmacist. So I would count all the medicines, put them in an envelope and give it out to patients. And I really took my job very seriously, very seriously. But the more I went on these expeditions, the more I began to notice the simplest things that distinguished a boy from a girl or a man from a woman. For example, girls were pulled out of school when they hit puberty because they were considered ready for marriage and babies. That's 12 and 13, while boys still enjoyed their childhood. Or basic human rights, such as healthcare, were denied just because they were women. Let this, let's call this whole experience trigger number one for me. Fast forward a few years and many, many triggers in between. Like a producer director, for example, early on in my career, I must have been about 18 or 19, telling me that if I didn't agree to the ridiculous terms or painfully low salary in his movie, that he would just replace me. Because girls are replaceable in the entertainment business. That was a memorable one. Made me decide to make myself irreplaceable. But I think what really moved the needle for me and ultimately led me to create the Priyanka Chopra Foundation for Health and Education and around the same time partner with UNICEF was an encounter with my housekeeper's daughter. About 12 years ago, I came home from set early one day and she was sitting in my library reading a book. And she must have been eight or nine years old and I knew she loved reading. So I asked her, I was like, this is, I mean, it's a weekday, why aren't you in school? And she said, oh, I don't go to school anymore. So I went and asked her mother and I said, you know, why isn't she in school? And her mom said that her family couldn't afford to send her and her brothers to school, so they chose the boys. The reason, she would eventually get married and it would be a waste of money. I was completely blown. 
and it shook me to my core. Eventually, I decided to cover the cost of her education so that she could continue to learn because education is a basic human right. And a huge necessity, especially today. From that point on, I was determined to make a difference in as many children's lives as I could in whatever big or small way that I could contribute. There's a really, really beautiful quote that I read recently, and I think it's absolutely appropriate to say, to explain what I'm trying to say today. The hand that rocks the cradle, the procreator, the mother of tomorrow, a woman shapes the destiny of civilization. Such is the tragic irony of fate that a beautiful creation such as a girl child is today one of the gravest concerns facing humanity. Girls have the power to change the world. It is a fact, and yet today, girls are more likely than boys never to set foot in a classroom, despite of all the efforts and progress made over the last two decades. More than, I'm just gonna give you a stat, more than 15 million girls of primary school age will never learn how to read or write compared to 10 million boys. Primary school, it's the beginning of our future. Over the last 11 years, I have witnessed firsthand the incredible work that UNICEF does for children around the world, especially victims and survivors of child marriage, displacement, war, sexual violence. But there is still so much work to do. And for me, that is the fuel to my fire. The reason I am so committed to this cause, and that is where my passion stems from, because I know that a girl's education not just empowers families, but communities and economies. A result of her education, we all do better. It's just as simple as that. As entertainers and influencers sitting in this room, I feel that it's our social responsibility to be a voice for the voiceless, which is why I applaud each and every woman in this room for being such a badass. <laughs> Oh man. If that if that didn't turn you your lights on, I don't know what else does. Uh, I could listen to that woman speak all day. But listen, she brought us a very powerful, very powerful message that many men and women need to understand. Some of us are naturally gifted in terms of growing up in certain situations, right? It's nobody's fault. That's how life is. Some of us are born with uh, more financial stability. Others are born with uh, more love and more family. That's how the way it is. However, we cannot let that be excuse, be an excuse to our social normacy in society. So women bring much life, much, much fruitfulness in the world. And we must, us as men, must take responsibility and not let any of that, any women shouldn't say any of them, excuse me. Not let any women feel as though they're not. So, we have to work hard in making that a priority in our life. Making sure our mothers, our sisters, our girlfriends, our aunts, our grandmas understand that, listen, they're powerful. They're loving, they're caring, yes. However, they're just as important to society 
as men.